0: Welcome to the Dark Stream, Vox Day, voxday.blogspot.com, and of course, Castellia House. So it looks as if the Supreme Court confirmation of Justice Kavanaugh has been confirmed by several news sources. Now, this is not absolutely definite. Uh, and on Twitter, there are uh, conflicting reports. Uh, some are claiming that uh, this senator or that senator is going to vote against the confirmation. Um, but at the end of the day, it's very clear that the God Emperor is in charge of the process, that he has the confirmation process well in hand. Um, and, you know, tonight I saw one of the most beautiful video clips I have ever seen related to politics, and perhaps you saw it too. It was that clip of Diane Feinstein looking as if she was fighting back tears, looking as if she was absolutely terrified by whatever she read in that FBI report. Now, I don't know what was in it. Nobody does. But there's a couple interesting things related to that report. Number one, they only showed it to senators. Only senators got to take a look at it. Number two, and potentially even more significant, nobody has leaked what was in that report yet. Um, If you want to find the clip, go to the most recent post at voxday.blogspot.com. Scroll down, you'll see a link to a Reddit uh, post. And, um, you know, it's if it is really video of her right after reading that report, I mean, there is no question that this is a woman who is extremely shaken. I mean, it was the reaction of a woman who realized that she is in serious trouble. And so, um, again, we don't know that that video is legitimate. We don't know if the report that uh that jeff flake and uh one of the others i think it was either murkowski or collins has confirmed that they are going to to vote yes on the confirmation but the fact is that the republicans uh are clearly not doing their usual republican thing of backing down and running away the fact that that cloture was declared, the fact that the vote is being held, all of these things are very positive indications that the God Emperor is going to get his way and that the judge is going to be confirmed. Uh, I have to admit, (laughs) uh, this is one of the few times that it would be actually uh, nice to be in, in Minnesota at the moment. The last time I was in Rochester was actually four uh, the Republican State Convention many many years ago. Uh, my parents were actually it was in 1988, and my parents were delegates to the national convention. And so, um, but it would be fun to go back to Rochester to see uh, to see the God Emperor speaking there. So, you know the the important thing to realize is that the worm the worms plural. Have turned. I mean, you've actually got Republicans not backing down for once. You've actually got them showing serious backbone. And so, um, you know, the only the only thing that I can say is that if the vote turns out exactly as Q has predicted it. And I I don't remember exactly what the numbers are. I'd have to look it up. But I think it was something on the order of 52 to 46. And I think that if we see that precise vote happen, that we're going to, you know, it's going to be a very serious and uh, yet another confirmation that what the Q team is producing is legitimate, and we can hope. We can hope that the storm is coming. You know, there is obviously. Oh, sorry. Um, Fifty-three forty-seven was what the uh, prediction was. Somebody said it would just be a good guess. No, that's not true. I don't believe that that would just be a guess. There's You know, if you look at how close it's been reported to be, you know, hanging on a knife edge and that sort of thing, to have, I mean, to have predicted that level of, you know, that that six vote um, margin there is not something that anybody else was doing. I mean, think about how many people were saying that the confirmation was going to fail. And so... You know, it's it's going to be interesting. We'll have to see. You know, we'll have to see. That's what I've been saying about all this stuff. I mean, I think it is utterly stupid to try to claim that you know for sure what is going to happen tomorrow. You know, anyone who watches the NFL from the time they're a kid knows better. You know, I mean, I had never, ever been more certain of a game than when the Buffalo Bills came to play the Minnesota Vikings. I was absolutely certain that the Vikings were going to win. You know? <laughs> and, I mean, and, and then they didn't just lose, they lost big. You know? Any given Sunday is true in sports, and any given other day is applicable to anything you just never know you know it's a world of probabilities not a word uh, it's a world of probabilities not a world of certainties no matter how certain you are of something you can be surprised so um in any event uh i'm very happy with how things have proceeded even in the event that uh, the judge was voted down because you know what's going to happen if that happened, trump's just going to come back harder harder and faster and stronger. you know a lot of people don 't realize Trump is currently as popular as he has ever been, you know his approval. Rating is actually higher than his disapproval rating, even when the media is, is conducting these polls. You know, Rasmussen Reports has him at 50% approval, and that's one of the first times it's happened. You know, since March 2017. I mean, basically, the God Emperor has never been more popular, except for the first week or two after his. Inauguration, which is always in you know, a hype. That's right. We are in the early stages of setting up for what is going to be Trump Slide 2020. You can even buy the shirt at Crypto Fashion. You know, we were so confident that Trump would be president, that we had the Trump Slide 2016 shirts out for the election, I didn't actually think the election was going to be a Trump slide. I just thought he was going to win. But we had the Trump slide 2020 shirts up, made up almost immediately because it was very clear to me that Trump was going to be a good and popular president. I did not think that he was going to prove to be the greatest president since Andrew Jackson. That has been astonishing. Question. Is calling SJWs social justice terrorists good rhetoric? No, it's terrible rhetoric. It's absolutely terrible. The whole point of rhetoric is to instigate emotions. SJWs do consider themselves to be brave warriors for social justice. That's why using SJW in a derogatory sense upsets them. They do not consider themselves to be terrorists. So you might as well call them social justice poopy heads. That's not effective either. What you guys need to learn is it's not about what you think. You know, I find this incredibly irritating. You know, people are constantly, going, well, I call them social justice cry babies because I, I think they cry and they're babies. First of all, No, you don't call them that. Nobody calls them that. You've never called them that. Secondly, it's not about you, it's not about what you think, it's about what they think. That's why rhetoric is effective. Rhetoric points to the truth. You know, and they're not terrorists. You know, terrorists are actually scary. SJWs are not. That's part of why they're so successful. You know, because they're not scary. People don't take them seriously. The, um, alternatively use what they call you mockingly, but use it not ironically. That can also be effective. Um, (laughs) <laughs> the um, Excedrin says SJWs aren't warriors and don't fight anything with caffeine and sugar addiction diabetes and obesity that's true but they like to think that they are and so when you're calling them that they know that you're mocking them that's why it's so effective you know what is good use, rhetoric to use against SJWs? Call them SJWs. They hate being called SJWs. I mean, it drives them crazy. They, they even try to, like, you know, uh, claim that the, the, the alt right invented it. You know, no, the alt right didn't invent any of that. That's what they actually call themselves. And it was just such a lame, Ridiculous term that it became a pejorative, a very effective one. What would you call them to offend them? I just call them SJWs. That offends them every single time. They hate it. I mean, don't you understand? The most effective rhetoric to use against something is that which upsets them the most. That's why the whole, you know, well, Democrats are the real racists doesn't work at all because they don't regard themselves as being racist. They're too clueless and hypocritical to make that abstract leap that is required to connect their paternalistic attitude towards minorities and understand that that is actually racist. You're Again, you're delving into the realm of dialectic as soon as you have to start explaining something you are in the realm of dialectic if you are applying logic to it you are in the realm of uh, dialectic whatever whatever you use has to inflict emotional pain on them okay so you know for example if you are, if you're talking to a woman and you call her, uh, you know, you call her a whore, what sort of woman is going to get upset by that? You know, a woman who it, whose uh, sexual fidelity is impeccable is not likely to get terribly offended by it. it. doesn't apply to her. She knows it doesn't apply to her. You know, all it does is is make her feel that, you know, you're clueless. You know, your opinion's irrelevant. You know, the woman who gets upset about that is the woman who it has something to hide. You know, who gets upset. So... Um, You know, rhetoric is a fundamentally emotional device. It works on emotion. And so, um, you know, that's the way that you affect the thinking of people who are incapable of utilizing logic, whose minds are incapable of changing on the basis of information. So... Um, <laughs> ben, ben Shapiro knows rhetoric. He can destroy the left by one perfect tweet. <laughs> yeah, Ben Shapiro is not exactly a, uh, a master rhetorician. Trump is. Donald Trump is amazingly good at rhetoric. You know, people—very few people—understand how good he is at it. You know, the whole, uh, you know, uh, sick Hillary, you know, corrupt Hillary, all those sort of things. It really works. CuckServative is another one. How did you know CuckServative was effective? Because it absolutely outrages the Cucks. They tried to come up with every reason in the world why it shouldn't be used. You know i mean you know something is effective when um the targets are declaring that it's racist and out of bounds and should be banned to um you know to prevent people from using it anytime people are actually trying to stop you from using something you know it's effective yeah <laughs> low energy jeff <laughs> that was that was really good too. I mean, the thing is that, like, for example, you know, typically the best rhetoric comes from things that they do that reveals weaknesses. Please clap. <laughs> I mean, nobody gives a damn about Jeb Bush. <laughs> Please clap. It's still funny, you know. I mean, I still, I still use please clap. <laughs> you know, I mean. When I, when I use that, people often just crack up, you know, so somebody does something, somebody does something really lame whatever. And you're like, please clap. You know, I mean, think about how, think about how that must still, I mean, Jeb Bush probably has nightmares about saying that. So, um. It says, the president of China was nicknamed Pooh Bear because he looks like Winnie the Pooh. He hates it so much. He banned Winnie the Pooh. Oh, my gosh. And Vladimir Putin (laughs) gave him a pot of honey (laughs) on an official visit. Oh, my gosh. That's just genius. (laughs) Oh, my I don't even know if that's true. If it's not true, I don't want to know. I I just I just like to think that we might possibly live in a world where a world leader did something like that. Um anyhow, that's if you think about it, giving a pot of honey to somebody who hates being called Winnie the Pooh, that's rhetoric. Okay? If you want to understand what rhetoric is that is rhetoric. So, if you notice, um, Putin was not getting into discussions about, well, does Winnie the Pooh actually refer to the president of China or is it possible that Pooh uh, translates in Chinese as coward? You know, that's people who have no clue about Rhetoric, that's how they think. You know, they're they're trying to think how it makes sense. It's not about sense. It's not about conveying information. You know, it's about pushing buttons. It's about twisting the knife. You know, that's how rhetoric is effective. And the, the more it points to the truth the more effective it is. You know, if you think about it, why don't I get my panties in a bunch every time somebody calls me a, you know, Nazi, white, supremacist, bigot, whatever? Why don't I get upset about it? Because it's totally false. It's not at all true. Now, every now and then, I have to make an example of somebody who is, you know, slandering me or libeling me in that way. But at no point in time am I ever upset about it. Why? Because I'm not a na- national socialist. I'm not a white supremacist. You know, it's just not true. And so there's no point in getting I- getting upset. I mean, if you're, if you're getting upset about something, that's usually an indication that the the accusation has on some way Affected you emotionally. So, um, <laughs> oh, good. We have confirmation that Putin did give uh, Z honey. That's awesome. Let's see. <laughs> Putin also brought his dogs to a meeting with Merkel, who has a pathological fear of dogs. That's funny. That's. I just wish he'd set them on her. <laughs> <laughs> so, try this new try this new meat meat smelling perfume. Um Just wondering has Italy been invaded by pumpkin spice? If so, will they surrender? Um I think they actually just got their first Starbucks ever. If I recall correctly. Um but no, I don't think they're going to surrender. They like their they like their uh, straight up espresso too much. Probably the most upset we've seen you is the constant chat about the mic not being loud enough. Well, I mean, part of it too is that I'm not really in a habit of of um you know showing a lot of emotion in that sense. Yeah, I think people were. A little bit taken aback um you know we were having a discussion on the blog the other day and i was uh i was demonstrating my uh, utter contempt for andrew torba and gab and you know people didn't understand that you know why you know when when i explained it you know they understood okay you know, um, but I'm not going to, you know, it's not the sort of thing that, that I, I get worked up about. It's not something the kind of thing I think about much. Um, and part of it too, I mean, you may not realize, but I spent six years doing pretty intense, heavy contact martial arts. And one of the things that you learn very quickly is you need to control your emotions. You know, I lost my temper once. Um, a guy, uh, uh, you know, a, a lower ranking belt uh, just about took out my knee. He was just completely out of control, took out my knee. Um, so I kicked him in the stomach, which was fine. Uh, but when he was helpless and bent over, I threw a hook to his head and put him down, which was not fine. Um, <laughs> and then I, I got the um, two-minute lesson on keeping your temper. Which essentially amounts to getting your ass kicked for two straight minutes. I think I got, I think I got knocked down seven times in the two minutes. It was fun. And uh, needless to say, never lost my temper in the dojo again. You know, (laughs) they kick you in the balls, you keep your temper. You know, they, you know, kick in the back of the head, you know, control your temper. Um, so anyhow, um, let's see here. How long before Italy's first Starbucks become the first Starbucks burned to the ground in Italy? I think no. I think I think they'll just you know the tourists will go there. Um, the Italians will continue to ignore it. Um, it. It's not a it's not a big deal. Um, I mean I, you know I I like the whole mocha thing and that sort of thing, but you know I found that I don't even you know every now and then when i would be in germany or switzerland or something i would you know at the train station i would get a mocha or something but I, I just got out of the habit and you know now i'd rather just go to a go to a cafe and, and have an espresso um but you know it, i mean it's quando you, know, you know when in rome do do as the romans do um but anyhow, to get back to the, the Supreme Court situation, um, what we are seeing here is what real leadership is. What leadership does is it allows others to look at your example and follow suit. So um, you know that is one of the most remarkable things about Donald Trump is the way that he provides leadership to people who, um, you know, just are not accustomed to it, and that's why people are responding so powerfully to him. You know, people respond to courage. People respond to decisiveness. People respond to those who actually act rather than just sit and talk and whine and complain. You know, that's one of the reasons why you're seeing. Arcavean do well, you know, we're not just talking about stuff. We're not getting caught up in drama and you know, babbling on and on about this, that, and the other thing. You know, we're just relentlessly publishing stuff. I mean, just this week, and I can show you. Just this week, we published *Ship of Fools*. I've, I've been uh, I've been reading this again, and it's fantastic. You know, it's not for everybody. It's for it's you know, for the more intellectually inclined. Um but it's really, really fascinating because it's basically cutting through a lot of the bullshit that people talk about when they say, Well, back in the in the day, uh, you know, we used to not wear clothes and, and that's why uh, people play soccer. You know, just this ridiculous evolutionary psychology stuff. Um, but an actual anthropologist who actually lives with these primitive societies, you know, he's calling BS on all this theory because he knows the truth, you know, and it's, it's just amazing to see. I mean, you know, I've written some pretty effective takedowns in my time, but Dr. Hallpike just brutalizes people you know and just completely demolishes very well-known very popular academics and so it's a it's if you're at all into that kind of thing it's highly recommended um you know so that was on monday and then uh yesterday uh, we published actually maybe the night before i don't remember anyhow we published uh the print version of chuck dixon's avalon number two And today I spent um, quite a bit of the day working with the producer um, and the director of what is likely going to be the uh, first alt hero movie. And so, and then um, on top of that, the, the, the big news is that I can confirm that we have the ability to do uh inexpensive automatic fulfillment for crowdfunding campaigns so for example um, we have uh we have 540 paperbacks and no 506 hardcovers and 440 paperbacks that we need to get out um, as soon as we get the first Alt-Hero Omnibus together. And so, you know, packing up and shipping out 900 books is a pain in the ass. It's going to take a lot of time. It's going to be expensive and all this sort of thing. But um, now we can just send in a spreadsheet. That's it. We're done. And even better, it costs less than doing it yourself. You know, than buying the envelopes, um, paying for the postage. You know, forget the labor. So, um, so this is you know huge, and it's fast too. You know, once we put the order in. It will. Everything will be going out within. If I recall correctly, it'll be going out within two days. Now, with the print, it depends on on how you schedule the print time. But basically, once you put the stuff in, a week later, people should start receiving it. You know, so this is going to fundamentally transform how people are approaching the fulfillment of their crowdfunding campaigns now obviously uh, not everyone's going to use this you know Um, uh, for example uh, someone told me Richard Myers is talking about how he's you know packing up 100 books a day I mean if people want to do their uh, pack everything up themselves and so forth fine you know if you want to waste that much time and pay more money to do it and not get into the bookstores, fine. But if you want all this stuff, you really should come talk to Dark Legion. You know, we just uh, we just signed, or I shouldn't we say we signed? We've just agreed to publish two more uh, comics that people have brought to us, uh, including one, <laughs> we, we may need to come up with a, a new imprint uh, just because you know the whole Dark Legion thing with the the you know Dark Warrior uh, logo is ludicrously inappropriate for uh, this this comic that somebody brought to us, and so we may have to come up with um, with the the uh, flowers and puppies version um, of Dark Legion, but. Uh, If we do, we will. Um, But the the thing is, is that we are relentlessly looking at improving our processes, at improving our capabilities. You know, we've got numerous. I think um, in my last meeting with our our big partner, we had, um, I think, a list of 20 things that we wanted, 20 new little features um and so forth yeah we're talking about a we're talking about a kid-friendly imprint um we're actually looking pretty seriously at at doing some um at doing some uh kid-oriented stuff in fact uh chuck dixon and i have we're we're just talking about it today um (laughs) it's really funny too um So we'll we'll see, you know, we need to, we need to put these things together, but, you know, you can rest assured that we are, are not going to just sit there and, um, you know, coast, you know, I mean, you know, from, from the time that I have my first coffee in the morning to the time that I, I, you know, turn off for the evening, you know, we are constantly looking and discussing and trying to figure out, okay, how can we do this? Like, for example, the big thing for me, what I, that I was totally stoked about was that, you know, I came up with this idea saying, okay, if we combine these two programs, you know, we could do this fulfillment thing. And then the, the guy that I was talking to said, well, uh, actually, I think we have a, I think we have a program that does that. And it's like some totally obscure program that was applied to a a very specific niche market. But it turns out that was exactly what we wanted. Um, And better yet, you you said, "Well, this will work, but it's only for paperbacks." Well, you know, fine. Most most of the stuff we're doing is paperbacks, so that that solves most of the problem. And so, um, so then, you know, when I talk to the actual people in the program. They're like, yeah, we 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 can't do we can't do hardcovers through the computer system, but we can, uh, you know, if, if you're if you can just email it the list, you know, email a spreadsheet to us, we can we can do the hardcovers because you're already in the system. Boom, it works, it's fantastic, and so um, you know, one step at a time, and. Um, You know, we're we're, like when we're talking about the when we're talking about the movie stuff, the director and I were talking, and you know we've already identified okay this is how long we want it to be, this is the type of movie we want to use as our model. Um, These are the mistakes that we've seen other people making. Um, This is the kind of look that we want to go for, with the with the budget that's involved, Um, and so uh, for those of you who are. Uh, brainstormers uh, we're going to be discussing this stuff in the next week Um, because we do have some decisions to make there are some uh, opportunities to talk about and you know we need I I need to share some of this stuff with you guys and and get some guidance from you so um, but you know it's only going to get better it's only going to um <laughs> so that feeling when you come late to box stream with a good title we already covered it you know we already talked about the Supreme Court okay here I'll give you the, the short version Kavanaugh going to get confirmed the God Emperor is in control trust the plan Diane Feinstein is crying for a reason we don't know what that reason is yet but it won't shock me if there are um some unexpected resignations in the near future. Um, So anyhow, uh, that's pretty much all I've got for tonight. So have a good evening. Um, If you haven't checked out Ship of Fools, uh, it's on Amazon. 5347 is what uh, Q is calling the confirmation vote, um, which may be as soon as Saturday. Um, so be, uh, (laughs) yeah, no, no rants, no rants about boomers. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm saving up for that one. So, um, have a good evening and we'll see you at the next dark stream.